We have so many, so many new people coming in all the time, and we've gone down the road in a journey, and we have to come back and grab everybody and, and make sure that, that they're going the same way. As a matter of fact, one of the great stories in the Bible, in the, in the Torah, and the Torah is the five books of the Bible, the, are the five books of Moses, rather, the first five books, is it talks about a prophet, and one of the prophets is moving his, cat, his sheep along. He's moving his sheep along. And his brother is way ahead of him. And he comes and says, move these sheep quicker. And he says, I can't. He said, some of them are pregnant. And if I move them too soon or too fast, they'll abort the blessing of God. And so we got to make sure that we're all moving in the same direction because we're all going to live in that blessing. Can I have a real loud amen? All right. Genesis chapter, let's actually start with chapter 1, verse uh, 31, and go into chapter 2. Look at what the Word of God says. Then God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very good, and so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, many of us know this, but I need everybody to catch up. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Now, God said, let there be light. God said, let there be cattle. God said, let there be stars. God said, let there be mountains. God said, let there be streams. God said, let there be rivers. And all of that was done in six days. Are we in agreement? Say amen. Amen. All right, but look at what it says then. It says, and all the host, everything in heaven and everything on earth was finished on the sixth day. Now we go into the seventh day, and the seventh day God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work, which he had done. And then God blessed the seventh day. So in six days, God created all the silver and all the gold and all the food and all the cattle and all mankind, and the Bible said everything that God was going to create He created all of it in six days. But then it says something fascinating. If he, everything he's going to make, he makes in six days, why does the Bible then say, and on the seventh day, he finished his work? Now, what we've been, let me, let me finish with verse three. Then God blessed, which day? Which, which day? The seventh is Saturday, not Sunday. Okay, right now you and I are in, we are in the seventh day. As the sun goes down on Friday, we enter into the seventh day or we enter into the Sabbath day. And the Bible says that God took that Sabbath day and he blessed it. Now, and I know I'm reiterating what a lot of of you know because you've been with us for, for a year or two years. But what, the, what I was told was God changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. That's why we meet on Sunday. The reason why we meet on Sunday instead of Saturday is not because God changed his Sabbath. Once it's the Sabbath, it's always the Sabbath. But 325 years after Jesus... A man that was the ruler of the Roman Empire decided he was going to become a Christian 
And he then declared that everybody in the Roman Empire is a Christian and you have to be a Christian, but this caused problems because most of the world outside of Israel, outside of the Jewish people, they worship their multiple gods, not on the Sabbath, but on the day which their main god was worshipped, and that was on Sunday. And so in order to make peace with the pagans and merge paganism in with the teachings of Jesus, this man got with all these church leaders, and they made a decision 325 years. It's called the, the Council of Nicaea. They made a decision 325 years after Jesus. So for 325 years, when those who believed in Jesus met, they met in the synagogue. On the day the synagogue met, which was not Sunday, but it was the Sabbath, because God said, I take that seventh day and I bless it. How many want to be in the blessing of God? Okay, it's this simple. If God says, I'm going to bless you at the brook Cherith, you better show up at the brook Cherith and not some other brook and just claim the blessing is there. The blessing is released on the Sabbath. Give me a loud amen. Amen. Now I'm going to show you how to tie this in. Okay, now look at this. Then God blessed the seventh day and made that day holy. Okay. Okay, I've got, I've got two things in my hand. One of them is holy and releases the power of God. The other thing is man-made. Which one are you going to grab to? The holy thing. Okay, now does that mean we're not going to meet on Sunday? No, we're going to meet on Sunday because Sunday's net day. God's called us to be fishers of men, and on Sunday we throw out that net to bring everybody to our Jewish Messiah whose name is Yeshua and link them back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Somebody say amen. But no matter what everybody else does on Sunday, God says you remember it and you keep it. And that's what we're doing tonight. We're not only remembering it, we're keeping it. All right, now, let me show you something here. If God made everything, and most of you know that, but I want everybody to be catching up. If God created everything in six days, he created our jobs, he created our, our, our food, he created the, the silver and the gold that our money's connected to, he created the trees. What was it that he finished if he created everything in the heavens and earth in six days? What did he create? What did he finish on the seventh day? Well, what we say is, is God, on the seventh day, God rested. And I know you've all heard this, but there's many that haven't, and, I, and, and a picture's worth a thousand words, right? When God, when God created light, did he get up there and make everything, and, or did he just say, let there be light? Did he say, let there be trees? We know by what we just studied and by the words on Sunday and what we study in the Word of God is that God reframed the world's. By what? By his word. He spoke it into existence. So if God said, let there be light, or let there be trees, or let there be this, or let there be that, let there be mankind, and let us make them in our image, and he rested, what God said, let there be light. Oh, I'm so tired. Doesn't even make any sense. But what the devil has done is stolen the revelation of this. I don't know about you, but I can remember when I was a kid, 
even though it was a wrong day. When I was a kid, nothing was open on Sunday. I remember those, how many remember those days? Nothing was open on Sunday. There was a little family mom-and-pop corner grocery store that between 1 and 3, you could go down and get some bread or some milk or something, and that was because we were taught that on Sunday, two things. Sunday is to remember God, and the other day thing was to rest. Well, let me take you what it really means. Number one, it is to remember God, and number one, the Sabbath is on Saturday, not Sunday. So we get a double portion because we remember God on Sunday and Saturday, and then it carries into the rest of the week. But when the Bible says on the seventh day, God ended his work, on the first day he created this, the second day he created that, the third day he created this. And, 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 and let, me, let me remind you, when Jesus went into the temple, into the, into, the, into the temple, and he opened up the book, and he read to them from the book, he was reading from the Torah. He wasn't opening to the book of Matthew, or he wasn't opening the book of Acts. That, 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 he was living it. Somebody say Amen. And when he opened the book, he didn't just go, hmm, I wonder what, um, I wonder um, uh, God's going to say. There was a portion that he was to read appointed by God on that day. And on that day, ever since, that same portion is read. Do you understand? It's called the Torah portion. So when Jesus went into the temple... And he, and he opened up the book. The reason why he was doing this is because he was remembering the Sabbath. And here's a thought. If Jesus is remembering the Sabbath, I probably ought to remember the Sabbath. So in six days, he created everything in heaven and earth. But yet our Bible says on the seventh day, he finished his work. Most of you know that. What did he finish? On the seventh day, God created rest. Rest is not, does not mean taking the day off, although that's part of it. The word rest in Hebrew is the word menuha. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me besides what kind of waters? Menuha waters. Sabbath waters. The word menuha God created on the seventh day menuha. On the seventh day, God created the Jewish word for rest. It doesn't mean taking the day off. It means happiness and joy and prosperity and healing and health and abundance. So in six days, God created everything, and it was all good. And it was there to make you happy and to bring you abundance and to give you long life and to give you health. It was all good. The last thing God created was what? What's the last thing God created? Man. On the evening of the sixth day, about an hour before where we are right now, God created man And before man could plow a field, say a prayer, God created man, and then he created menuha. He created joy and peace and happiness. And the first thing man did when he was created is walk right into the Sabbath peace. Somebody shout amen. 
Man was never meant to be sad. Man was never meant to be sick. Man was never meant to be broke. Man was never meant to be hungry. Man was never meant to be angry. The moment God created everything for man, he then created man, and then immediately he created the blessing that man could live in by knowing the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Somebody shout amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, now watch this. Go with me to Exodus chapter 20. That's, that's one street over. <laughs> Exodus chapter 20. Now look at, look at, this is called the 10 what? Now, now look at me. God hates legalism. Hates it. Religion comes up with legalism. That's why one of the sayings in the, in the Christian world is we're not under the curse of the law. We're not under the curse of the law. I've heard thousands of preachers say, we're not under the law. Now don't forget a tenth is the Lord's. Amen? Now don't forget, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. So what we do is we, we say one thing, one thing we say is we're not under these Jewish laws. And then we pick the laws that we think will benefit us. Say amen. amen. You've heard me say this before, but like I said, I've got to take everybody on the same route. What we've got to understand is, is the laws of God, 613 of them, are all for, for two reasons. To love God and love your neighbor has nothing everybody say nothing has nothing about going to heaven has nothing to do about going to heaven there's not one thing you can do to go to heaven but there are 613 things we can do to get heaven down to us now that we've been adopted into the family of the god of abraham isaac and jacob in fact there's not 613 because the temple doesn't exist and some of them don't 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 can't don't work anymore but every law every path that god gave us was to so that we would love God and we love our neighbor. You can't love God and not love your neighbor. You can't be the meanest Christian in the block. Because you can't be a mean, Christ-like person. Am I, am I right? And so what we've got to understand is God gave us ten commandments... Not to be legalistic, but to bless us. How many know you ought to put a guard in your mouth? Why should you put a guard in your mouth? There is life and death. There's poverty or prosperity. There's sickness or health in your tongue. Now, you can be negative and go to heaven. As a matter of fact, the more negative you are, the sooner you'll go. It's not legalism. It's a path. It's like telling your child, don't stick your finger in that light socket. You're not telling them that because you're mean. You're telling them that because if you do that, that will hurt. That's why God gave us the Ten Commandments. And I say this all the time. The, the church is all upset. Boy, bless God, they've taken the Ten Commandments out of our school. If I were to do a survey right now, I'll, I'll, I, if I were a betting man, I'm not a betting man, because, not because it's legalism, it's just not smart. 
But if I were to take a survey right now and ask you how many believe we ought to have the Ten Commandments back in our schools, every one of you would say yes. But if I were to ask you to name all Ten Commandments, there'd be a struggle. The enemy took the Ten Commandments out of the church long before he took them out of the courtrooms and off the schoolhouses. Why? Because he does not want us to know what God's path is because my people destroyed for what reason? The only thing that can destroy us is our lack of knowledge. And in these last days, our knowledge is going to increase. Not with something new, but going back to the roots. Okay, look at, look at um, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath. Now, what, what day is the Sabbath? Saturday. Saturday. At uh, the very beginning, God gave Moses the Torah, the five books. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. God gave the five books. And then for 40 years in the wilderness... God talked to Moses and explained what these five books mean. You and I could read all five books in one night, but it took 40 years, 40 years for God to explain it. That's called in Hebrew the oral law. All the books couldn't fill, this room couldn't hold all those books. And then, then the great wisdom of God, they began to write it down and they began to teach it, and that's called the Talmud. That's the great wisdom of God, of everything that, that, that God gave Moses and explained it to it. And, and, and can you imagine 40 years of t- teaching, 40 years of writing from God? Okay? And so in the Talmud, there's a great saying that says, climb the ladder of Torah. The Torah has 613 steps, but it says start on the first step. And the first step in following the path of God is to remember the Sabbath. In, in the teachings of Moses, the Sabbath is the hub of the universe because the Sabbath teaches you two things, to love God and remember him and to love your neighbor and remember him. That's why Rabbi Jesus, when they said, are you teaching something new? And he said, no, I'm teaching. They, they said, what's the greatest of the commandments? They were trying to see if he knew the teachings of Moses. And what did Jesus say? Love God. Shema Israel, Hero Israel, the Lord is one God. Love him with what? All of your heart. But this one is equal to the other one. Love your neighbor just as much as you love yourself. Jesus didn't come up with that. He's quoting the inspiration that he and the Father gave to Moses back here when he said write these down one of the ten commandments is remember the sabbath and keep the sabbath the least you need to do the least you need to do not to go to heaven everybody say not to go to heaven because i don't want anybody to go he's teaching there not to go to heaven we are saved by grace not by works, lest any man should boast but once we're saved we need to learn the word of god And be not hearers of the word only, but doers. Remember it, hear it, and do it. So the least, when the sun goes down 15 minutes before sunset, and it's not legalism, it's revelation. Welcome in the Sabbath bride. 
in Judaism, in the Talmud, it's when the Sabbath bride comes in, she brings all the power of heaven. And they say, God gives us a taste of heaven where there's no sorrow, no tears, no sickness. God gives us a taste of that by giving us the Sabbath. This is a time of supernatural power. Go with me to Exodus chapter 31. Verse 12, just, we might as well read it. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak also to the children of Israel. How many of you are the children of Israel? You, you know you've been adopted. We who had no covenants now have covenant. It's, you know, it's amazing how many, and I used to say it, how many of us preachers would go, we're not under the, the, the laws of Abraham, but we want the blessings of Abraham. Man, if you're going to get the blessings of Abraham, be part of Abraham. Right? Okay, now look what it says. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbath you shall keep. They asked the rabbi in the Talmud, Why does God give us Sabbaths? And he said, To keep us in rhythm with God. Because we get so busy. We get so busy making a living. We get so busy raising our family. We get so busy being a soccer mom, ballet mom, baseball mom, this mom, that mom, that God said, Stop! And remember, I'm the one who puts breath in your lungs. I'm the one who puts bread on your table. And so God gives us commandments so we don't get out of rhythm with the blessing of God. Somebody shout amen. All right, now watch this. Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you for all generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath, singular, the night we're talking about here, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. Now, God's, we're saved by grace. So if we break the Sabbath and we don't remember the Sabbath, God's not going to kill us. But I'm going to show you here in a minute, but it di- disconnects us from prosperity. It disconnects us from everything that Jesus paid for by his blood. That's why Paul says in Hebrews, be diligent. How many know Hebrews is New Testament? I may read that in a minute here. I don't know. But Paul says, be diligent to enter into this rest. He said, if God would have changed the day, he'd have told you. Now, if it doesn't matter, why does Paul, the apostle to the the Gentiles, the Goyims, if it's not important to us who have been grafted in, why did Paul say, don't miss this? Others did, and it was to their destruction. Now he's speaking to us, and he said, don't you miss. Be diligent. Make sure you enter into this menuha. Make sure now that Jesus has grafted you in to the promises of Abraham and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, make sure you don't miss it and think God gave another day, but make sure you enter in because of Jesus' prosperity and joy and healing and miracles and provision. Make sure now that you're grafted in, you get it too. Somebody shout amen. Are you getting this? Do we have to do it? Do we get to do it? As a pastor, I was tired of, tired of coming up with reasons why the promises of God didn't work. 
Does that make sense to you? I was tired of telling people. That's why, that's why almost every miracle, I don't care if it's cancer, if it's canceling a divorce, that we see God heal in this church, that people write us a letter. And almost every time, not by us, by them, they say, as soon as we start keeping the Sabbath, this happened for us. Why? Because we are moving out of the six days into that holy day of power that Jesus paid for by his blood. Somebody shout amen. Are you getting this? So please, every Friday night, at least get on the first rung and say, I welcome all the power that Jesus paid for, who is the Lord of the Sabbath, into my life and my family. All right, look at this. Look at this. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall be surely put to death. And of course, it's not physical. Work shall be done for six days. But the seventh is the Sabbath for rest. Let me, tell, let me show you something. Take a piece of metal and just keep bending it. Never stop bending it. Never stop bending it. What's eventually going to happen to that metal? It's going to break. It is a physical law that if you take tires, they say on your tires, good for 20,000 miles. If you drove those tires nonstop, 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 they would never come close to 20,000 miles. But when you stop something, something happens literally in the physical where it, whether it's metal or tires or the human brain or the human body, it literally begins to mend itself from the inside out. So number one, God says, for your own sake, stop. Man, we live in a day and age where you're driving your car, talking on the cell phone, typing on your computer with your foot. (laughs) This is what God is saying. When God brought, when Jehovah Jireh brought manna from heaven, every day he brought it, every day he brought it, every day he brought it. But on the sixth day, he said, go out, And don't get one manna for each one, but get two. Because on the seventh day, you're to stop and talk to me. And remember, I'm Jehovah Jireh. And so if you stop, I'll bring you a double portion. But stop and remember who it is that's bringing it from heaven. The word Shabbat literally means to cease. Doesn't mean to rest. In Hebrew, it means to stop, cease, and reconnect. I, I make us in our phone, in our, in our house, turn off those cell phones. You need to stop being part of this world and reconnect with the one who is the owner of a cattle on a thousand hills. Who the, are you hearing this? Now we say, well, what if I'm, what if I'm working on Saturday? I'm not telling you go quit working on Saturday. That's why I didn't want to read that, but to, to show you that there's, there's a spiritual aspect of this. If you're working on Saturday, don't, don't throw it away. But, but, but on Friday night, I don't care if you're working on Friday night, stop when that sun begins to go down and welcome in the Lord of the Sabbath. Welcome in Menuha. Welcome in joy and happiness. Connect all you've been doing this week, these six days, with his seventh, his holy, and begin to pray that God will give you a, a, a job you don't have to work on Saturday. 
Because in reality, he, he's, the, he's Jehovah Jireh, not your boss. Don't quit now, but get on that first rung and welcome in the Sabbath. Can I have an amen? And reconnect with God. Reconnect with the powers of creation. The rabbis teach in the Talmud that what happens on the Sabbath when we stop and we light the candles and we pray over our wives and we pray over our husbands and we pray over our children, it literally in the Talmud says God gives you a new beginning. He rebirths your soul. So for six days, our soul is a leaky vessel. It's being drained. But when we stop and we remember and keep, remember and keep, Remember and keep peace and blessing. Remember and keep. Don't just remember. Number one, remember. You can't remember unless we've been told. Remember and keep peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, and blessing. Jehovah Jireh being our provider. Somebody shout amen. When we do this, we reconnect with the energy of the universe. That's literally what we're doing. And God gives us a new soul or a new beginning to our soul, to our spirit. This is why, and and I know I'm teaching a lot of this. I didn't mean to go this long, but I can feel there's new people in here. This is why whenever people came against Israel, Hitler, the Spanish Inquisition, Rome, the first thing they tried to do, the first thing they did was forbid people to keep the Sabbath. They didn't understand it, but they knew that when these people kept the Sabbath, it connected them to a power that their kingdom couldn't shut down. So what did the devil do? He came in, and 325 years after Jesus, he got a bunch of religious people. It was all political. It was all about power. It was all about economics. And he got them together, and he said, let's disconnect these people from the power. Let's, let's unplug these people from the power of God. We don't mind if they know about God. We just don't want them experiencing God. And they changed the Sabbath, but we're going full circle, and we're reconnecting to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob Jesus. Somebody say amen. Let me read this to you, a quote from an ancient rabbi. At the time of giving the Torah, God called Israel to himself and said, my children, if you will accept my Torah and keep my commandments, I have a precious reward for each and every one of you. Master of the universe, they said, what is this reward you have for us? It is paradise, God said. Show us something of this paradise you have for us. And God said, I'll give you the Sabbath. The Talmud teaches, now watch this. Why did Jesus say, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath? I am the connection to God's power. In, long before Jesus, we were taught that the Sabbath every Friday night stands at the door and knocks. And if anybody opens that door and lets that Sabbath in, then God will come in and sup with him and eat with him and dine with him. What did the Talmud say about the Sabbath? The Sabbath is touching the hem, the hem of the tallit. Remember the widow, the woman with the issue of blood who had tried everything? See, that's where the church needs to realize we've tried everything. Man, we've prayed to Peter, we've prayed to Paul, we've even prayed to Mary. Some of you got it, some of you didn't get it. Peter, Paul, Peter, Paul and Mary. Okay. 
Bon Jovi. We prayed to Bon Jovi. And it didn't work. But the woman said, I've tried everything, but he's the Messiah. This Messiah is going to connect me to my Jewish roots. This Messiah is going to make the Torah come alive. If I could touch the hem of his garment, where the commandments of God are, I know that he's going to make that word come alive. Why? Because Malachi said that the Messiah would come with what? Healing in his wings, which is the corner where the Torah is connected. Are you with me? We're about to move. We are moving right now. Not someday. We are moving right now into a dimension where we are seeing everybody healed, everybody prosper, all of our enemies being defeated. Why? Because we're connecting back for what Jesus paid for to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Sabbath is a time for us to connect to divine power that Jesus paid for by his blood. Now let me say that again. The Sabbath is the time for you and I to connect with divine power that Jesus paid for by the seven places that he shed his blood. How many places Jesus shed his blood? To redeem us, to see us again as children of covenant power. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath every day. So how do we take, and yet we see Jesus healing the blind eyes or anything, and they always say on the Sabbath. Why? Because you got to understand, the Sabbath is a divine time for human humans to connect with God. So the Sabbath is a time of divine power. We are moving Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The, these are times that we are, we are creating the world. We're creating our jobs. We're creating our wealth. The Sabbath is a time we disconnect from this world and we reconnect with divine power. So the question is, how do we, who believe in the Messiah, get that divine power on the Sabbath to run over into all the rest of the days of our weeks, or the days of the week, so that we can be that glorious bride? There is a teaching at the end of Shabbat, at the end of Sabbath, called Havdalah. And Havdalah is connecting the Sabbath power so that it will overflow into Sunday, into Monday, into Tuesday, and into Wednesday and Thursday. And I believe in all my heart, step one, connect to the Sabbath. Step two, we're about to learn something I've never taught anywhere else because I'm taking you rung and run. We're about to show you how to let all of that power come on us on Sunday. See, when, when I get down here to, to preach on Sunday, I lock my, before I ever come here, I lock myself up and I put on my tallit and I call on Sabbath power. Now I'm going to teach you how to do it. Or is it too late? All right. The word habdalah literally in Hebrew means to separate or to be distinguished. Now, what does that mean? Because of the Sabbath, why did all these superpowers and these evil people try to separate us from the Sabbath? The Sabbath, the power of the Sabbath is the fulfillment of we are in this world, but we are not limited to this world. When in, Israel, in Europe, how many remember studying in school the Dark Ages? Okay, what the world did was when, when all these plagues were sweeping Europe 
and destroying and killing millions of people, it didn't touch the Jews. So instead of going to the Jews and saying, tell us what you're doing, they instead blamed the Jews and persecuted them and said, you must be doing this to us. Your Sabbath is some kind of witchcraft. Well, one of the reasons the plagues didn't get on them is God said, before you eat, wash your hands. Right? People still don't do that. But remember, everything that God gives us has a spiritual and a physical, has a heavenly and an earthly. Why do you wash your hands? To, 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 to baptize yourself, and I won't get into this, to baptize yourself from the curses and the spiritual filthiness of this world. But also, there's something physical. You're washing germs off. Okay, so instead of when the black plague came out, instead of going to these people and saying to them, we're all dying, you're not, teach us. No, they blamed them. And the reason why the Jewish people were not dying is because they, number one, they were following the commandments of the law, spiritual and physical, but also they were protected. They were in Europe, but they're not of Europe because they connected with the supernatural divine power of the Sabbath. That's why Jesus saying to us, I'm the Lord. I am the master of the Sabbath. He's not saying that to get rid of it. Paul, who went to the Gentiles, said, make sure you get connected with this power. Folks, poverty may strike Dallas. Sickness may strike Dallas. Tornadoes may strike Dallas. God forbid. But you and I are under divine protection, not just because of Jesus, but what he connected us to. So we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Now, I'm going to teach you something here, okay? When you do, when you do Havdalah, you, must, you need three things. During the Sabbath, we're under this umbrella of protection and divine power. But the Sabbath is now the sun's the sun setting on Saturday night, and now we're not under that divine protection. Even though Jesus grafted us in, even though we're, we're, he paid the blood, now we're about to enter out of that divine umbrella. Are you following me? Into what the rest of the world has to face. So what we want is we want that divine umbrella to cover us even though the Sabbath is, the sun is setting and the Sabbath is leaving. We want that Sabbath blessing to follow us the rest of the days right so the first thing as the sun sets on saturday night you say a blessing and i'll just read it to you in english it starts with a blessing leaving the sanctity of the sabbath behold god is my salvation now now i know most of you know this but just to help reiterate the word salvation is not just forgiveness the word salvation in 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 hebrew is sozo or in Greek, sozo, which means, um, which means forgiveness, yes, above all things, we are forgiven. But it also means health and protection and prosperity and, 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 and uh, 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 debt canceling and all these other things and, and, and healing. And so, so in the Sabbath, this is all ours. This is why Jesus saw so many, Jesus did so many miracles on the Sabbath. It's a time of divine power. But now we're going to carry, God showed us through Jesus how to carry that divine protection and that divine blessing into the rest of the rest of the week. So God, behold, God is my salvation. He is my healing. He is my prosperity. 
This world is not Jehovah Jireh. The government is not Jehovah Jireh. Say, what party are you of? Democrat or Republican? Quit voting Democrat. Quit voting Republican. And start voting people who are for God. Right? Quit voting like mom did and what dad did. Quit that. Okay, we, uh, God is our salvation, not Washington, D.C. Okay, thank God for that. I will trust and not be afraid. Indeed, my strength, my song, and my, my, my strength, my song, and my salvation comes from God. You draw water from the joy which is the wells of my salvation. Salvation belongs to you, God. This is why Brandon sang that song. This is where you start your day off every day of praising God. God, you, no matter what's going on in the world, you are my deep well of salvation. You are my deep well of, of, of healing. You are my deep well of prosperity. Knowing, see, Jesus, when Jesus taught in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus was not talking to Gentiles. He's talking to Gentiles now because we've been grafted in. But when Jesus was talking in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's talking to Jews who know about this prayer, who know the Torah. Do you understand? He's talking to people that already know. This is why Christians all the time say, well, Jesus didn't talk about tithing. Well, what did Jesus say about tithing? He said, you tithe of the least things, which you ought to do. In other words, he's, he, he don't have to teach it. They're already doing it. So he's talking to people that know stuff that you and I need to learn now so we can understand what Jesus is saying so we can receive what he's already done. All right, now look at this. Let me say it again. We're ending up. Uh, You are my song. You have become my salvation. You shall draw water from the joy from the wells of salvation. That's why Jesus said, I'm that living water. He's, He's talking to people that know this. Salvation belongs to God. May your blessings be upon your people, Selah, or amen. And the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is a refuge uh, for us, Selah. The, uh, the Lord of hosts, happy is the man who trusts in God, who saves us. May the kingdom answer on that day and, and when we call. And, and this is an interesting thing. This is written for Jewish people. Look what it says. The Jews have radiance and happiness, joy and honor. Now, why is this being written by Jews, for Jews, and then he talks to them in the second person? The Jews have radiance and happiness, joy and honor. So may it be for us. Why? Because because of Jesus, we are grafted into the promises of this prayer. Somebody give me an amen. All right, I got to move. And I will raise up my cup of salvation, and I will invoke and release the power of God's name. So here we are, we, and we're going to do this. We, we welcome in the Sabbath. Every Friday night before we leave, we welcome the Sabbath. Now we're under the divine umbrella of God's power. But now the Sabbath is leaving, and it's a different era because of Jesus paying what he paid with his blood. You and I can call on this and have that divine umbrella on a Sunday and have that divine umbrella on a Monday. And so God shows us once the Messiah would come, how to do this. How many want to learn? Okay, I'll show you. You need three things. Number one, you need a cup of wine or grape juice. You need spice that's in a container. And then you need another candle. 
But if you notice on the Shabbat candle, there's two Shabbat candles, they all have one wick. But on a Havdalah camel, they have multiple wicks. Now watch this, this is so good. The first thing we do is we fill the, the, the Kedush cup, which is a representative of God's joy and God's blessing. But as we're leaving the Sabbath, you fill it to overflowing. And what you are saying and what God is saying is all this Sabbath joy, all this Sabbath blessing, all this Sabbath goodness, all this Sabbath provision is overflowing out of the Sabbath onto you and your family for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now watch this. Only through the Messiah can that happen. The second thing we do is we take spices and this is usually cloves but you can use whatever and then you as you as you've said the 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 Havdalah prayer and you and you say the blessing over the cup to overflowing you take these spices and you smell them and then you pass them around to everybody in the room to smell you say well why are you smelling because the Talmud teaches that as you smell the sweetness of these spices it's reminding you No matter what you faced last week, God has given you a renewed soul. Now watch this. That you're to remember. You know, they say one of the the things that stay with you longer than anything is your sense of smell. And so you smell this. And so when come Sunday or Monday or Wednesday or Thursday, the the enemy begins to fight you. You go back and you remember the sweet smell. And it reminds you. That God, no matter what you're facing, God is on your side. And the Sabbath covering is over you. And that your prayers are a sweet smell in the nostrils of your Father who will take care of every single part of your life. Somebody ought to shout amen. And then the third thing we do is we take the candle and we light it. And like I said, if you can see this. It has, this one has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, something like 13, 14, and it's all woven together. These are like 13 or 14 Sabbath candles all woven together. Now, why do you like this? Well, number one is the Talmud teaches that when God created Adam and he looked around and saw that it was all good. When God created us, there was never to be any sickness, never to be any racism, never to be any poverty, never to be any war. Say amen. Amen. And he saw it, and immediately he walked in the enjoyment of all that God created. But as the sun went down, this is what the, 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 the sages teach us, as the sun went down on Saturday night, he was afraid that he was going to be out in this world and not protected and not blessed by God. And at that point, God gave Adam light, and he gave him fire. And he said, Adam, this is to let you know that I am a miracle God, that when you need the God of fire, I am there. When you need the God of light, I am there. What did the Lord say? I'll be a light unto your feet. I'll be a guide unto your path. And so we like this, number one, to remind us that God is a miracle-working God. And no matter how dark it is out there, the light of God will be multiplied in our lives because we know the Messiah and we know the Torah. Somebody ought to shout amen. But watch this. It also, the flame reminds us of a new beginning. That through this Sabbath, 
God has canceled all of our pain. God has canceled all of our suffering. Now watch this. This is so good. It's to remind you of, of, the, of the abundance of miracles that are coming your way this week. It is to remind you of the abundance of blessings that are coming. That's Come on, somebody say amen. Not just Sabbath blessing, Sunday blessing, Monday. And it is abundance of prosperity. Abundant. Now watch this. Then this is to remind you of the abundance. Say abundance. The abundance of blessing. Then you take the wine, the kadush, which is the joy of the Lord, and you douse the flames with it. Why? Because the world... The world cannot put out what God's going to do in your life. What God's going to do in your life is connected to the blood of the Lamb, and it can never be exalted. Somebody ought to shout amen. Through the Messiah, it's not just on Saturday. Number one, we got to add to our faith their knowledge. And then they're going to add to their knowledge the faith. Are you with me? And so it's not just the Sabbath. We enter in the Sabbath menuha, Sabbath abundance, Sabbath peace. But now through the seven places that the Yeshua, the Messiah, shed his blood, we are reconnected with all the promises of Abraham. And, and this represents all the many blessings and many opportunities God is going to bring your way. But while this is burning, you, you, you take it and, and you look at your hands and you let the light reflect on your fingers. And you say, Pastor, why do you do that? Because when Adam, like I said, when Adam was leaving the Sabbath, he thought, God, how am I going to do this? That's a big world out there. And God said, look at your hands. I give you fire, which represents my power. Look at your hands. And Adam, everything you put your hands to, I will bless it. Somebody shout amen. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Say everything I put my hands to, God is going to bless this week with Sabbath blessing and the blood of Jesus. Now give the Lord a clap offering.